0: Thanks to Fiverr for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. It's so easy to find freelance talent for your business or product. Don't waste any more time. Get 10% off and the service you deserve by going to F-I-V-E-R-R.com and use code DREAMJOB. Hey, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. How are you today? What is on your heart I just want to check in because I truly care. And if you ever have something you feel you want to share, something you're struggling with, something that you want to celebrate, something that feels overwhelming, you're always more than welcome to DM me on Instagram. I read every single note and respond. And so I'm here for you. I posted something the other day on my account, which said, you can't rush past your healing. You can't force the sadness out of you. You can't push the pain from your veins until it's taught you what it intended to. So if you just took the energy you're investing in resistance and control and instead used it to surrender, you'd make this process look like grace. I feel like all of us have been through storms and they've left scars along the way. I see that pain because I carry my own and I've come to realize that we can only heal what we give ourselves the time to feel, whatever we resist will persist. So I invite you in this new year to be more compassionate to yourself and make the space to arrive at your own door and welcome yourself home and just bear witness to what you feel and what you've been through. It's kind of like the Marie Kondo method of organizing your house. In order to tidy things up, Sometimes they get a little messier first because we have to pull all the things out of the closet and the drawers and bring it into the light. And from there, we can hold it in our hand and we can let it go if it's no longer something we need. But I want you to make your own healing a priority because it's possible that you've been carrying so much for so long and you don't have to live there anymore. For those of you who want to do some deep transformational work, I'm leading another Glow Retreat at my home in Los Angeles. We actually moved the date back one week. It's going to be March 15th through the 18th. It'll start on a Sunday evening and we will go through Wednesday afternoon. We'll work on healing whatever our inner child needs and we will work on building the next steps that you can take in your business to serve the world and add your brilliant light you're going to leave the retreat with an awakening of spirit and a business breakthrough. We only have room for 18 women. This is a small intimate retreat at my home in Los Angeles. Applications are due by February 9th and people are already applying. So if you want to get in on that, you can find the link in the show notes or you can find the link in my Instagram bio. Uh, we've done three retreats in the last year and each one has been so magical. And I loved every single woman that has come through my living room and I've gotten to know. It's been so awesome, so powerful. And every single person who's attended said that they are so grateful that they came and it was the best thing that they've ever done for themselves. So I would love to see you here. If you feel like looking into it, you can go to KathyHeller.com slash retreats. The application is there. You can also find the link in the show notes and in my Instagram bio. All right. So on today's show, we are joined by the awesome Shalene Johnson. Most of you may already know who she is. She's a world-renowned motivational speaker, a New York Times bestselling author, health and lifestyle expert, and one of the top health podcasters with over 20 million downloads. She's the co-founder of the Smart Life Movement and Team Johnson, where she and her husband, Brett, create and give you the tools for success in health, business, and your personal life. Chalene also hosts two top-breaking podcasts, including The Chalene Show, which is all about getting healthy balancing your life, improving your relationships and productivity. And her other great podcast is build your tribe, which focuses on building your business and taking it to the next level. They're both super great shows. Definitely recommend that you check them out. She's really generous with the content and programs and memberships that she puts out. I honestly really don't know how she does it all. Chalene is a true force to be reckoned with. She has just so much juicy knowledge to share. So without further ado, please welcome the remarkable Chalene Johnson. Shaleen, thank you so much for joining me today. Kathy, I'm excited to be here. You have taken the world by storm. Everyone knows you. And if really? they don't, I don't know where they've been. But let's begin by you letting people know a little bit about your story that got mm. you to where you are today.
1: That is like 50 years long. It's a you long know? Story, I mean, like I bet. I have always been a entrepreneur, like always trying to like come up with like, okay, this is going to be the big thing that's going to make me rich. And I have had probably 20 different businesses before I figured out, all right, I need to just focus on one thing right now. Mm -hmm. Like I just need to do one thing. Mm -hmm. And that thing for me at the moment, at that, at that particular moment, when we were pretty broke, I decided to focus on exclusively on fitness. I moved to Southern California from Michigan I'd been trying to do, like I said, a million different businesses. And I saw this opportunity where I had a business idea that I thought could really serve a lot of people. And so I said, I just kind of listened to some mentors from afar and realized, well, I, I can't be doing all these things and ever be known for something. So I'm going to focus on this one thing, even though it's not my life's work or my life's calling. I think it's scary to think about that you're supposed to be doing your life's work or your life's calling. Yeah. If I had followed that advice, I would never have been a success. I had to just do something I was pretty good at and I kind of liked, but I didn't didn't see it as my life's calling and that was fitness. And um, my husband and I had success creating programs for fitness instructors. And this is 1998, 99, Um, got into hundreds and hundreds of health clubs that caught the attention of infomercial companies. Um, And then we went to consumers and created, uh, number one, selling infomercials and sold tens of millions of exercise DVDs. All the while, I felt like, how in the heck did this happen? I didn't study (laughs) fitness. I, I like fitness, but it's like not my end all be all, but I really like business. I really like psychology. I really like solving problems for people. And and that led into lots of different businesses since then. My husband and I sold three of our fitness companies and decided to create a business solely ex- and exclusively devoted to teaching people how to have the life that they dream, usually starting an online business and doing that in a way that's smart and honors people and things that are more important than just money and accolades and things and you know, mm-hmm. kind of to do it without the grind.
0: Mm-hmm. God, you've done such a good job of it what got you into wanting to do that where you were teaching people about online business? Because your businesses, yeah. you were saying you were in the
1: gyms, you were all over. How did that sort of change? Ooh, a good question. So as most great ideas are born from your own troubles and your own trials and tribulations. And for us, as I had mentioned, we'd sold tens of millions of exercise DVDs. We'd sold all these, but we didn't have anyone's email addresses. We had no way of like reaching our customers. And we had partnered with infomercial companies to do that yeah. and then when I wanted to, to offer something else to people like a, a book or something on goal setting or something right. more than fitness, we had no way to reach those people we, and we were really kind of stuck and realized that there was so little in our control because we didn't really own even social media. So we realized, you know, we need to build something where we actually can take care of a tribe on our own platform and, and do it the way that we want to do it without necessarily having to have everything approved by a partner. And so from that, we learned how to build our own business. And then we realized, gosh, there's a whole lot of people who I like to say are lifers, meaning they've kind of grown up with me yep. and gosh, they're at the same stage in their life too. I, we should teach them how we did this. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, it's
0: interesting because I asked my audience, I said, which topics you know, most excite you. And I gave them a a, a smattering of things. Mm -hmm. And the number one thing that people were most interested to learn is how to build an engaged audience. Hmm. So, but I want to talk about that for a second, because that is one of the things that you've done so well. And it's the name of one of your shows, Build Your Tribe. How do we build a very connected, engaged
1: tribe? So there are very specific tactical ways to do that, but I think it all starts with the mindset that makes it a lot easier, and that is to to not change really anything about yourself, because when we do that, when we're like, oh, I should talk more like so and so, or I should structure my my show like this podcast, or yeah. I should, I need to create my IGTVs like this person. When we we just like water down the intensity that is our being and our soul. And it's hard to keep track of it. It doesn't feel authentic. It dampens our joy and it dims our light. And I just, I can't do that. I've tried and it it never works well. So I think the first step is like to just know, like as weird and as quirky and as off-putting as you are to certain people, (laughs) it's what's going to make you stand out and help the people who are looking for someone exactly like you to go, that's what I was looking for. Yeah because that's me. Mm -hmm. That's a
0: really important point. Let's, let's break it down to some of the tactical things as well. Sure. Yeah. What are some of those things that Mm -hmm. you've been teaching and it's been, it's been working. I mean, obviously it's not only been working for you, but people keep coming back because they apply what you teach them and it's effective. So what are some of those things that we
1: can think about doing? Well, like, you know, when you listen to a podcast and it's like two people talking, it's like you and a guest, right? Sure. So, for example, I just recently listened to your episode you did with Jasmine Starr. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, as I'm listening to the two of you, it's helping me formulate, yeah, yeah, that that's that's what I think. Or uh-huh. That's what I've been trying to make sense of in my mind, right? When we listen to people, it helps us figure out who we are. And I think the number one mistake that people make when they're trying to build a tribe is they try to broadcast. They try to have it be a monologue. They try to say like, here's my beautiful images and here's what I have to say today and here are my yeah. Great videos. Yeah. And I just think like the easiest way to build a tribe and to really understand who you are is to listen and to engage and to talk and to communicate and that's what tribe is. It might have like a tribe leader, but the leader is part of the tribe, right? And so if you see yourself as above or not part of, that's not a tribe. I don't know what that is, but it's definitely not a tribe. I need to feel like, hey, we're all in this together and you guys can push me out front if you want. But like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm back here with the crew too. We're all kind of going through the same thing. Yeah. And a big piece of that on a tactical level is opening up your DMs and actually mm-hmm. responding to people and actually having conversations more than a tap tap heart you're actually asking questions because you do want to know like I'd say every single day I ask some kind of a poll or survey like a question on Instagram because I'm freaking curious I want to know about you like how much we have in common and and that's part of tribe it's really scheduling the time to engage because I think we get so caught up in content creation I know I do yeah yeah Like I'll, and this is true confession. I'm embarrassed about it, but like my Instagram posts right now, it's ridiculous how much time I take to write one stupid post. It's not stupid, but you know what I mean? Like the other day I tracked how long it took me to write the post underneath my photo. And it was like an hour and 45 minutes. Wow. I mean, that's a blog post I write too slow, but then I thought, what if I had taken that hour and 45 and just had, you know, written a quick one sentence caption and spent the rest of the time actually going on each person's page who liked my photo and and to see what they're about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you got to mix it up and I'm trying to do a better job of that. Cause I, I get so much more when I'm talking to my tribe.
0: Yeah. And I love, I mean, the first point you just made is so critical and, and it is why I, I see that people build businesses backwards. This idea of like you said, people feel like they have to do a broadcast and you're saying, talk to people, ask them questions, make it a dialogue, be a part of the tribe. Don't feel like you have to stand up there and just wax poetic. It's really mm. about that dialogue and it's really about that exchange. And that exchange piece, that's the part people
1: forget about. What do you think gets in the way for people to do that part? Mm. So much of that is, is solving problems for people. You can't solve a problem for people if you, A, don't know what their problem is and what language they're using. Yep. And the reason you asked, what is it that stands in the way of that is our belief that we're supposed to know all the answers and our belief that we're supposed to be the expert. If I'm going to put myself out there, I better know what I'm talking about. I better right. be the expert. So I can't have a dialogue back and forth and ask questions because I'm supposed to be the guru. I'm supposed to be the expert if exactly. I'm going to you know, charge or whatever. I think we always, you always have to be a student. Yeah, and it's so
0: true. You have to be able to solve somebody's problem. But there's this you know sort of catch-22. is like, I can't do anything unless I'm already the most perfect thing in the world. When you've built businesses and you've taught people how to build a business, let's go through what you think some
1: of those building blocks are. Mm. Well, step one, I think, is you have to know who it is you love serving. Mm-hmm. Like you know we talk about your customer or your your customer avatar for me I think about who's my lifer and by lifer I mean no I want to be with they, they they need to have get a restraining order to get rid of me like i want <laughs> right. I want to help you from the moment you get on the freeway on that on-ramp. And I want to help you uh, while we're in the fast lane. And I want to help you merge over to the slow lane. Then I want to help you. Like I want to be with you the entire journey. And so I've got to realize that there's certain people I do not like working with. It's not that I don't care about them as much, but it's not as fun for me. I'm not rooting for them as hard. And so I tell people, sit down and just say like, who's the kind of person. And I don't think you have to say like she lives in Texas and she wears a lot of hairspray and she watches Bravo. Like that's cool. But what, what is their essence? Like what is this person's character? For me, it's they have an incredible sense of humor. They're Hmm. very humble and by humble meaning they know they're not that great. And they also know they, what their gifts are and their talents and they're realistic about that. They're really kind and they're very open-minded and they're super goofy. And if, if I, am doing business with someone who's none of those things, I tend to kind of like shade myself down a little bit. Like I turn my own volume down. I I tend to get in my own head and think, Oh, what are they thinking about me? And I'm not, and I'm not as excited about them and their success. So if I know who it is I'm looking for and how they show up, then I can show up as myself and it makes it easier for us to find each other. I think that's step one is to really know who it is you are. And then you've got to look at your whole life history. Like everything that's ever happened to you in your life since before your conception was planned by God, even though it doesn't make any sense to you, it's intended to serve his purpose, you know? And so you just have to accept all of the experiences you have are intended to serve someone who needs a mentor who's been through all of those things. Yep. And then from there, it's really knowing your language and knowing what attracts you to other people, because that's what you need to put out to the world and not try to be anything but who you are. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love this
0: conversation. But first, let's just take a quick ad break finding the right freelancer for your project can be super time consuming frustrating and expensive but thanks to Fiverr finding the right freelancer doesn't have to be a struggle Fiverr's marketplace helps you get more done with less Fiverr connects businesses with freelancers who offer hundreds of digital services including graphic design copywriting web programming film editing and more my team used Fiverr when we needed a quick Photoshop job it was really easy to find someone who could do that for us we were able to see the reviews and ratings so we could see who was the best fit plus we were able to see the prices up front so we knew how much we would have to pay. And the Photoshop editor was really easy to communicate with, always responsive, and did a great job. It's convenient. It helps you get the job done so you don't end up spending hours trying to do it yourself. Definitely try it out. Take five and check out fiverr.com, and you will receive 10% off your first order by using my code DREAMJOB. It's so easy. Don't waste any more time and get the service you deserve by going to fiverr.com, code DREAMJOB, Fiverr. It starts here. You know, You're such a positive person. And I feel like people listen to you. One of the reasons why is because of that. They just want to be around that. I think that so often people sell themselves short and they say, well, why would I even begin? You know, Shalene's amazing. That's why she's got the connection with her people. I don't know if I would ever be able to show up in that way. Hmm. How do you help people stop overthinking things and start doing things?
1: Gosh, if I, Kathy, if I could solve that, I would solve my own problems. Because if I think about like the biggest problem I have right now is that I know there are people who invest in my courses. They have everything they need and, and then some, but they just never start. They just keep studying and studying and, and preparing to launch and they just never launch. And that, that drives me freaking crazy. That is a problem. You just have to start. And I think you also have to ignore the things that get in your head and by things, I mean the people, Yeah, the people, right? There, because there are people who I I haven't unfollowed them, but I've hidden their posts or muted their posts, not because they've done anything wrong or it's just, they make me jealous. And Mm. I think that's an ugly emotion and, and I don't like feeling like I should be doing more or doing differently. Yeah. And so I have to mute their posts and, you know, there's somebody who was tagged in somebody's post and I was like, don't click on it. And I did, you know, (laughs) and immediately I feel those feelings like, oh gosh, look at their, oh, they're doing that. And it's generous of
0: you to share that you also feel that way sometimes Mm -hmm. because we're all human. We all feel those feelings all the time, the full range of those feelings. When you were just talking about the people who you get so frustrated because you want to give these people so much and you see that they get in their own way. What's Mm -hmm. the flip side of that? The folks that you see who do complete Mm -hmm. your courses and do take the initiative. (laughs) What's, what do you feel like they're doing right?
1: They're just rad. They're just freaking going for it. They're just like (laughs) balls to the wall. And I'm like, Oh, I love it. I love that you are calling yourself an Instagram expert and you have 300 followers. Go girl. Like this is awesome. You're selling courses. Like, Get it because you know what you are an expert compared to that person who has fifty followers. Yeah, so I I love that and and they, there's a, a commonality those people have and it's they don't have fear and maybe they do I guess everybody does but they just do in spite of they make it messy which is my favorite phrase just yeah. go for it make it messy slop it together and. And then you can fix it later. But if you never put it out because you're worried about what people think that you need to be at a different level, you need to lose more weight, you need to be more beautiful, you need to be fill in the blank, you'll never get to that point because there's always somebody better. There just is. Yeah. Right. So you've just got to put it out there because also we just like people who are a little bit more achievable. Does that make sense? Mm hmm. Yeah. Like I watched some of these. People on Instagram, I'm like, does someone really have a body like that? Like, do they really? Is their life really like this? Like, I don't even understand. (laughs) And it's it's so unrelatable that it's hateable. Yeah, I get it.
0: I feel like you know what you were saying early on is that you started transitioning into the online space, and Mm -hmm. obviously, it's been huge for you and your business. I don't know that everybody really gets it still. Can you break it down? What is it about? building a business online that you think is so exciting and help us see that possibility of what you mean when you're saying
1: everyone can build something online and you've been Mm -hmm. teaching this for so long. Yeah, well, my students have shown it to me and opened my eyes to the possibilities beyond my own wildest imaginations. Mm. It means freedom. It means it's an exciting opportunity to do this crazy, weird, quirky thing that you your dad probably said, you know, you could never make any money doing that. For example, I mean, I have, I have a, a student, uh, Diane Black, who operates a company called The Doodle Institute. And I mean, she's a seven figure earner now, and she teaches people how to draw circle heads with circle eyes and uh, like literally to doodle the way you learned how to in like fourth grade. But like, she literally teaches people how to doodle. And to think that this hobby of hers has turned into this seven-figure business where she's got, you know, corporate, I mean, just huge companies bringing her in to teach their CEOs and their executives how to doodle is remarkable. We have um, students who earn seven figures teaching people how to knit. Just like every cool thing that you're like, I don't know how I'm going to make money at this, but there are people out there who would love to learn it from you. Mm -hmm. And, And that's just one example. But the way That people can build their business online trickles down even to those who are working too hard at their in-person business. I mean, I can think of a a gym recently that I loved going to and they just closed their doors because they weren't doing anything online. You know, okay, great. They had a Yelp. Okay, great. They had um, a Groupon, but beyond that, they weren't doing anything with their social media, not leveraging the opportunity to reach more people. And because of that, you know, and number one, they're having to work way too hard. And number two, it failed. Wow. Those are such good examples. Um, When you're
0: looking at the online space, it sounds like then you're talking about a lot more options. It could be teaching an online course, but there's other options as well. What
1: does that look like? The ideas are limitless. Like, for example, I think of another positive brick and mortar example, um, a student of ours who owned a nail salon and um, was like, I don't really understand how to use, how am I going to use social media? I can't use hashtag acrylic nails and attract people who live in my right. neighborhood. So what she you know, learned how to do was to leverage the hashtags of the ideal customers who are using hashtags locally, like a a particular boutique, not just the city, but specific locations where her customers, her best customers were posting and and started using those techniques. And then, you know, we teach people how to engage with those people and then how to build a rapport and to build that connection. And people learned about the business and came in because she built that presence using social media. And within a 90-day period, she was able to sell her business for cash And open up a different type of salon that was much more in alignment with her her purpose and what she wanted to do, like her dream Hmm. salon. I think the other ideas, though, aside from that, like when I want people to think, like, okay, what are the possibilities for me? You've got like fifty people following you on social media, then you're an influencer, right? And there are things that you already use and recommend. Just keep doing that, so that you build up trust when people try the hangers that you suggest. And they love them too. Then they're like, you know what? Every time Kathy makes a suggestion, like it's legit. I don't have to do my research because she said it works and she's done her research. And and then you start to sprinkle in some affiliate relationships where you're like, you've got an affiliate code, which offers people a discount. That's one opportunity. I mean, there are ways that you can create um, content for other Brands, there's so many ways like creating webinars, um, importing goods, drop shipping. There's a million ways, but you just have to experiment with a couple. Yep, that's so always say if you want to be successful, give yourself permission to fail until you figure out like, oh, this could kind of work. Both my son and my daughter are entrepreneurs, and um, you know they. My son is completely self sufficient now, and he's he's still in college, and my daughter's getting there, and the first thing that she did was to write an ebook and she struggled with all these things. So she's 18 years old and she's going to write an ebook on exercise. And she's like, you know, what am I doing, doing this? Like I haven't really positioned myself as an expert. I said, just write the book and see what happens. And she got enough sales and, and did it enough to realize like, okay, I don't love this. What's my next thing. And now she's creating these handmade earrings and selling them via her Instagram stories. Yep. So it's, it's like, you just play with things. So you go, oh, the first time you make money online, it's over. Like you've just been bitten by the bug. You're like, I cannot believe yeah. a stranger in Arizona just spent $4 on that and I don't even know them. And mm-hmm. then you're like, okay. I mean, you make that, that first sale online or that you know, first new customer that wouldn't have otherwise have known of you and you're hooked. Yeah, 100%. So many of the, the pieces that you also teach have to do
0: with marketing and, and, and you have a whole program, the Marketing Impact Academy. I don't think most people are, are really knowing what that means. Yeah. How can you help break that down
1: so we can start to be effective with our marketing? Well, probably the easiest way to do that is to just start with your bio, right? You have to tell people who you are and what you do pretty quickly and to be as specific as possible. Because we only have a moment to decide if we're going to follow someone. And we have to ask ourselves, what's in this for me? That's really cute. That's really funny. But what's in it for me? Yeah. And I think that's true of the content that we post too. If it doesn't serve people, if it's just interesting, it, that won't likely get you a new follower today. Like the landscape in social media has so changed, and our attention span is so much shorter than it was just a few years ago that you literally have milliseconds to grab someone's attention and serve them. Yep.
0: Yeah. I think that there are people who listen and they're they're watching you, you know, on Instagram and they're like, you know what? Why would I even bother? I don't even have twelve hundred followers. She's got over five hundred thousand followers. Like, why would I even start? It feels like it's so far away and I will never reach the top of the the mountain. Mm. What's your thought on that? Can we build a six-figure business? Can
1: we be successful if we don't have hundreds of thousands of followers? Heck yes. And probably even on an easier starting place anyways. Today, the people who have huge platforms, it's very difficult to feel like you're in, have a connection with them. But if you have a smaller following and you're in your DMs and you're, you really take the time to understand the people who are liking your photos and interacting with you, you have an opportunity to have influence on a much deeper, more emotional level. Mm-hmm. The likelihood that someone's going to, to buy or purchase or invest or even check you out yeah. goes up 700% just by having a conversation. With them in social media, a true conversation. Wow. So I think the opportunity, I don't think I know the opportunity is there. You don't need a swipe up. You don't need 10,000 followers. You know what you do, which is far more real, is you say, if you're interested, send me a DM. Yeah. Like I, I'm so much more in tune with someone who says, send me a DM versus swipe up. Now, if I can say swipe up because I have over 10,000 followers, right? But when you say swipe up, now you've just left them. It's like saying, hey, go to my store yeah. versus, hey, come on over come inside sit down have a cup of coffee yeah so don't hold yourself to the belief that you need more followers or you need that magical swipe up things don't change like grow your grassroots that's where your guerrilla marketing that's where your strongest connections will be made and those are the customers you can serve for a lifetime it's much easier to to create a customer journey and serve someone from the beginning of their journey 15 years down the road than it is to find new Followers every single day. Like yeah. instead of going wider, go deeper.
0: Yeah, that's so good. Can you give us an example of one of your students or someone that you've worked with who has a small audience and is doing really well?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, at the moment, now she's got over 40,000 followers, but one of my favorite stories is Angie Lee. You know, she's someone who at the time when I, she first got on my radar, she was a student who was just really good at being who she is. That's the only way I can describe it. And Mm -hmm. blogging at the time and everything she was doing, she was teaching people, girls mainly, women, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm doing it. And the trust and the relationship that's built when you do that without expectation, right? You're just saying like, okay, here's what I figured out. It took me a really long time. And I'm going to tell you exactly how I do it because I want you to be able to to believe in yourself too. And the influence she had from a very small following earned her quickly over a million dollars in business. And, and now she's a, a high seven figure earner with a, a following that, you know, is, is large for some people. I think, I'm not sure what she's at now. I think she's probably over 50,000. But my point is this so she's a former student of mine. And now I'm being invited to speak at her event. And she's got 2,000 amazing women in the audience, a sold wow. out event, Huge, but it does not require a large following. And, and I can share with you countless examples of people who have, again, you know, 2,000 followers, 5,000 followers who are able to earn seven figures, not because they're trying to go big, but because they focused on going deep. Yeah. I love it. God, that's
0: so good. You have so many different things that you do to build such an incredible connection with your audience. You have a couple podcasts that are so successful. You show up on IGTV, you show up on your Instagram, you, you do a lot of great emailing. If you were just kind of looking at it all and somebody's getting into this space and they're like, where should I focus my energy? Mm-hmm. What do
1: you think winds up being the most powerful tool? Mm. Which one? Well, I think it changes all the time. Okay. So I think you need to stay where your attention is. So like if like you're like I get a lot more engagement on Facebook but I just hate Facebook, then you shouldn't be there. Like that will suck the life out of you. Yeah. Wherever you're spending the majority of your time consuming is where you should spend the majority of your time creating content. And remember that you don't have to go deep on all platforms, but it is I do think it's important to have some kind of a presence because there are people who are only on TikTok, and there are people who are only on podcasts and there are people who are only on Facebook, only on Instagram. So if I'm searching for you, I at least need to be able to find out where you are. Yeah. So maybe you go to your Twitter and let people know that you're most active on Instagram. Um, you know, if you go to my TikTok, you see that I'm, getting, I'm going to tell you that I'm most active on Instagram. So if someone happens to follow me there and wants to, know more. They they know where to find me. I don't have to send them on a wild goose egg chase. And then lastly, I want to give people permission and and kind of also lift the veil. I'm kind of everywhere, but I have a team. Let's see. We have eight different Instagram accounts and I have a team of four people who help run all those Instagram accounts. I've got a, a team that helps me with podcasting. I have a team that helps me with Video. I have a team that does like, don't put pressure on yourself to be all these places and to do all of these things yourself, but do put some pressure on yourself to, to get help because your dream is limited by the size of your team. You are your ceiling. And, Mm -hmm. and don't use the excuse that, well, I, I, when I can afford to, I'm going to hire help. No, you, you will never get to that place unless you take that leap of faith in another and to trust that they aren't going to do it exactly like you, but they'll do it better than it not getting done. You know, so when you're comparing yourself to that person who looks like they're everywhere and doing everything and everything's so curated and amazing, they have a team, they have a team.
0: Yeah. And I love that idea. Like we are our ceiling. It's so true. And so I'm sort of like trying to build the puzzle piece by piece. So, Mm. you know, first you sort of establish how you're going to solve problems and who you're going to solve those problems for. Then you're Mm. creating content, right? You're generating content, which is depositing, serving into these people who you are connecting with. And then it comes time for the offer, right? Mm -hmm. You make an offer, how do you feel that is best done? What have you seen that's
1: worked? Because boy, do people get really tongue-tied when it comes to the offer. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to answer that. Before I do, I want to just say I might've missed or skipped over this really important step. And that is the majority of us are so creative and, and we've got so many ideas that when I said, you know, you need to kind of like figure out who you are and what problems you want to solve, you have to solve one problem first. It's really important you become known for one thing before you do all the things. So if I'm on a a podcast show and they read my bio and it's like, she's created an online academy and she's done fitness videos and she helps people become an online entrepreneur. And she has a, she's an author. Like I didn't do all these things at once and I didn't have permission to do any of them until I became known for fitness. Mm -hmm. And that's not my sole identity, but I can't be mad at it. Like that's, that's how I got known. So be known for one thing first. Then when it comes to the sale, here's my belief in this. I never feel like I'm selling, but I am a pushy girl. Like literally when I open up registration to the marketing impact Academy, I feel like I am the most generous person in the world for the price that I'm offering at. I'm almost angry at myself for offering it at the price that we offer it at. And it's a, it's a $2,000 investment. And that for some people, they're like, Oh gosh, I can't imagine asking people for a $2,000 sale. Yeah. Well, I can't believe that people don't take me up on that and that I'm not charging more for it. And that people who take advantage of it, don't go to jail for, for robbery. <laughs> like it's, That's how you need to feel about it. You need to I get it. Almost yep. like, Are you kidding me? This is insane. That's how yeah. you need to feel about it. And yeah. if you don't, then you're just not making the right offer. You know how, I don't know if you've ever sold a house or a car, mm-hmm. but there's that point where you're trying to pick a price and, and there's a price for everyone where you're like, that's no, absolutely not. It will not go that low. That is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there's a price where you're like, Oh, that's kind of high, but it would be really cool if we got it. Don't pick that price, pick the price. It's like, okay, no, I feel like this is an offer that is so ridiculous. I want to go knock on people's door and say, you need to do this. Yeah. And that way I never feel like I'm selling. I feel like I'm serving. Yes, totally. Yeah. And what do you feel like is the best
0: like launching pad for that? Because I think a lot of times people go right to the offer, right? Yeah. Like, well, I I made the offer, Kath, and nobody bought the class or I made the offer, but I don't know. I didn't sell any t-shirts. It's like, all right, well, what was
1: the runway there? That's right. The the truth, Kathy, is that it's a long runway. Like every year, I have people who join the Marketing Impact Academy who are like, I've been watching you do this and saving up for eight years. And I'm like, cool. Like, you know, that's a long (laughs) runway. So, number one, time. So, you have to have patience and persistence. Um, It has to come in all forms. When people know they have a problem and it's painful enough, I'm taking action that day. And so we started adopting this principle in our own marketing about three years ago where no matter what it is I'm sending to people, even if it's just at the very bottom in a P.S., I'll say, oh, P.S., you asked for this free Instagram report. But P.S., in case you're like really struggling to figure out like how this all pieces together in a business, we also have a course, and here's the link where you can check it out. So I'm, it's not a sale, but it's like I'm not hiding it from you, and I think right. too many of us, are we do that because – That's how we learned it. Like in the launch sequence, you wait until that fourth email and the fourth video. It's like the majority of my audience is female and she ain't got time. You know, so if I've got the solution, I'm going to tell you about it up front and girlfriend, if you're just here for the free, that's cool too. But if you are the woman who's like, no, I'm going to pay for the shortcut. Get me there sister. Then here's the link, you know, and it's rude of me to hide it.
0: Yeah.
1: I love video specifically. um, And there's a formula to sell on video. It's a very, very specific recipe. It's the same recipe that you'll see used every single late night infomercial that you watch. And it's you know, what really helped me hone in on that skill. You, you know, you're kind of helping people to make the right decision to decide if in fact that's it's what they're looking for. So the first thing is you have to identify the problem they think they have. Let me give you a specific example. Someone who's trying to build their online business, they think their problem is they don't have a big enough social media following. right. I don't think that, I know that's not their problem, but they think it is. So I have to lead with that. Then you want to detail your own struggles in that area. And you, you have to dip into emotion and explain. So they realize like, wait a second, that's my story. Yep. And in that you need to paint the emotion and then what's possible. So where you are today. Mm -hmm. Next, how did you solve that problem? What is it that was unique about the solution? And then the transition, which is, and that's why I created, and that's why I developed this gym. And that's why I created a course that teaches people who are songwriters how to market their services. And that's why. And that's why we created these sunglasses. Like whatever it is, like there's a reason why you did this. And so that's the transition into your sale is -hmm. that that's why. And, And here's what it is. That's the next piece. What is it? Right. What is it? Explain to me, what is it? And then price juxtapositioning is really important. So, what would what it cost me to yeah. figure this out myself? Like, so if the Marketing Impact Academy, for example, that is the equivalent of. How many hours and years of studying with top mentors and going to workshops and seminars? And what if I had a, an MBA from a prestigious business university? What would all of those things cost and all of the failures? Like what, what would I be looking at if I, if I tried to do this myself? And most importantly, and this is really key, what happens if I don't do this? Mm-hmm. Because we're, we're more likely to take action to avoid pain Or loss versus gain. We don't want to lose anything, right? So you've got to paint that picture. And then um, it's the offer. Explain to people what it is. And I always go with the lowest price point. So for example, if we're offering payments for the Marketing Impact Academy, I won't say it's a $2,000 investment. Yeah, I'll never say that. I'll say you can get started today for whatever the payment is. Yep. And I don't ever mention the full price. And then lastly, this is something I think is really important, is um, a guarantee. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I will never offer something that we can't offer a guarantee of some sort, whether it's 15 days or 30 days or 60 days, so that people know that it's removing the risk. Yeah. And then I'll further remove the risk because now they're like, okay all right, all right, all right. This sounds really good. Then I'll further remove the risk and make it so ridiculous that you're going to lose out on this bonus and this bonus if you don't do it today. Mm-hmm. And then it's just make a decision, you know? And, and lastly, this is a piece that I think a lot of people miss is, okay, I'm excited about this. I want to do this. But in that split moment, I also just got a, a notification and it was from my daughter. And so now I, I, if I don't add to cart right now, they're never going to. So you have to help them. It's a, you're doing them a disservice if you let them leave and think about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's, that's also rude because now they're like, oh, shoot, where was that? I can't even find my bookmark. Where, where did I see that? I, wanted yeah. that? I wanted that thing. And so you've got to give people a reason to act right now. And you either do that with scarcity or urgency. Mm-hmm meaning so it's this price today, there's only X number left. And and that is the formula. So now that you've got that formula, you can scale it down or you can scale it up depending upon your medium. But when you go on video, don't leave out any of those pieces. If you've got more time, it's great to throw in testimonials too because your testimonials do the selling for you. You don't have to sell. And testimonials can be in the form of, you know, just taking a screenshot of something someone said to you under an Instagram post, or it could be a video that people sent in. It can be any number of things, but testimonials are really powerful, but that's the formula. And you can't be afraid because once you know, like this is the formula that makes the perfect cake mix, it's going to turn out perfectly each time. Just don't leave out those ingredients, you know, write them down on a post-it note. When you go live, just have those bullet points and then tell a story. Don't script it. Just talk through those points. Yeah, exactly. My latest infomercial PIO is, is this formula. So if you are watching late night TVs and depending on when you're listening to this, it being kind of the new year, you'll see the PIO infomercial running a lot, but I filmed it on my iPhone, no fancy cameras, no script, no hair and makeup other than yours truly. And it's on the wrong settings but it has been the number one fitness infomercial for like three years running now because it's, because it's not scripted. Yep. Because here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen, you know, your thing. So don't look for the perfect words or like, you know, really impassioned uh, way to say things. Just, just sell it to me the way you would because you're my friend and you care about me and you know, I need this. Yep. Can you guys who are listening right now, can you believe that Shaleen is,
0: This is what she's doing for free. It is so generous and it is so helpful. And it's, of course, like this is why you are so successful because this is what you do for free.
1: Oh, you just put tears in my eyes. That's like a compliment I will receive. Thank you. Yeah, because
0: it's really, it really is true. You also, um, we've mentioned it a couple of times, but Shalene has two really successful podcasts. And I know that people who listen to podcasts listen to other podcasts. And so I want this audience (laughs) to be aware.
1: What can they expect from those two shows? Yeah, they're totally different. Um, Build Your Tribe, I host with my son, Brock, who's 22 years old. And so it's the, you know, old entrepreneur. I shouldn't say old, the wise entrepreneur and the young entrepreneur. And we talk about everything from TikTok to um, building your email list. But it's, it's all about building your online brand and business from inception to those people who are just trying to scale. My second show is called The Chalene Show and that is a life coaching show. So I talk about relationships and parenting and balance and nutrition and fitness and organization. Get your house organized. like It's like life stuff. We don't dig into business too much there. I try to keep those two things separate. Yep.
0: What are some of the most common roadblocks that keep
1: coming up for the people that you coach? Well, it's always the same. It doesn't matter whether it's diet or business. You know what it is. It's mindset. It's just belief. And that 98% of the time stems from early childhood experiences, which can be resolved through therapy. So shout out to all the therapists. Like, you know, I would be out of business if people, more people went to therapy because that's what stops us is like repeating the story or this voice or these patterns we saw as children that are you're continuing to allow them to rob you of the greatness that you deserve, and so I endlessly encourage people on both shows get your butt into therapy, um, even if you don't think you have any issues yep. or you don't. You're like I had an idyllic childhood. I'm sure you did, but there's there's still if there's some things you're not doing, if there feels like there's a hole, if there feels like there's something that's not quite right, like you go to a dentist if you have a toothache why not go see an expert exactly. for the most important thing that you have is, is your your mind.
0: Yeah. That's really very true and very generous. And um, aside from, from doing that work, like what are, what are the things that you say to people that you mm-hmm. feel have, have been the most impactful to help people over that
1: self-doubt? I, I guess I would have to say it's the repetition in my message that, you have got to make it messy. You just have to start and stumble and start and stumble or it just will never happen. And you are good enough and you deserve this. And you're amazing not because of what you look like or where you live or who you know or how many followers you are. You're amazing because you're a child of God and your life has incredible purpose. And it's, it's not fair to the world for you to be hiding it. Like let people see you. And I just have to repeat that over and over and over again. And, and, I also repeat that need, people need to go to therapy because I think the long way is to try to figure it out yourself. I always say to my kids, I don't care who you marry as long as they're willing to go to therapy Yeah, because you can work through anything, just about anything, Yeah, <laughs> just about.
0: And speaking of which, you and your husband, you've built a business together and how long have you
1: guys been married? I think 24 years. Wow, and He's freaking awesome, but he, always ha- he hasn't always been, but like, right, you know, so we have an unbelievable, like, I feel guilty. Our marriage is so good and he's so good to me, but there were definitely times when it wasn't like that. And, um, you know, he was probably the most resistant of everyone in my life to go to therapy. But once he did, then we had our marriage 2.0. Wow. And what do you think was the ultimatum?
0: For that?
1: It was an ultimatum. Yeah, it was just, I just got to a point where I'm like, this is not going to work. And if you don't go, this is what I'll need to do. And I had to really mean that. It wasn't yeah. a threat. Yeah. And, and what
0: did he learn? What did you feel like was the
1: big change for him? We had to work through his childhood stuff for sure. Yeah, he had a chip on his shoulder and he had, um, he had some, some real childhood abuse uh, that I never knew of. Yeah. He was going to take it to his grave. Wow. And it was just like a slow melting of his heart. And I'm married to a completely different person now, like completely different. So
0: It's really so inspiring to hear. I mean, I've been in therapy off and on since I'm 15. And my husband and I have been to tons of therapy. And some of it has really been great. But in a lot of ways, I feel like myself, as well as many people I know, they're in the same place. So they go and they talk about things, Mm. but I don't know that they necessarily have that. God, I mean, I
1: wish it was the way that you're saying it is. Okay. 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 Then can I tell you what it is? is, Yeah. Wrong wrong therapist and wrong style of therapy. Mm. I'm a big, big believer in um, a form of therapy called EMDR. Mm -hmm. And that is a way of processing, not just talking about, but really processing old memories. It uses eye movement and you know, it's not just finding someone who does EMDR. It's just like finding someone who does Reiki or finding someone who does yoga. Like it's all about the practitioner and your connection and how much you trust them. And uh, if you find the right therapist, they just call you on your BS and you just have to go there and you work through it as opposed to talking about it and feeling better for a little while and then having it bubble up again. So I would say go to, I think it's EMDR.org. You could learn more about it, but it's freaking amazing. That
0: sounds incredible. And
1: I like that it's so action-oriented. Yeah. The way I would describe it in layman's terms is your eyes are moving back and forth, which stimulates the right and left side of your brain. And it deactivates that mechanism we have where we can not think about something. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're like that, that thought comes up and you kind of quickly sweep it away and it keeps, you keep pushing it up and down like a buoyant ball in water. Yeah. Um, but with this, your brain like just starts to kind of like unwind things and your brain goes everywhere and your eyes are just going back and forth, back and forth. And you kind of go, you start thinking about the thing, but then you're suddenly in all these other thoughts, almost like a dream where it's like weirdly connected, but not connected. And you're not even sure why am I, am I doing yeah. this? Right? And then they'll say, okay, where are you right now? And you're like, well, I'm thinking about a time when I went to the mall with my mom. Okay, good let's do it again. And they walk, you know, get your eyes moving. And I don't know what happens, but it just, it, it like covers up those grooves in your brain. That's the way I picture it happening. Mm. Like those deep grooves that they just don't go away until they're filled back in. And it just, it reprocesses a memory. So it doesn't go away, but you have a completely different feeling about it. No matter something, even that's very trauma related and very triggering feels completely different. It's insane.
0: How long did it take for you and your husband to do that? How long were you doing that for?
1: I think, well, for Brett went for, uh, he went for a year straight, um, probably three times a week because he's that kind of guy. I I had a pretty serious uh, recollection of something that happened to me as a child that I think resulted in me believing that I was defined by my work, you know, being Mm -hmm. a workaholic and that I I only had value if I was making other people money. And for me, that took two sessions. And I never felt the same way again. And I have read um, a a great book on the subject. It's called Getting Past Your Past Uh by Shapiro is the author. Uh And I believe in that book, they say it can take about three to four sessions for a very serious trauma. And that it's like, it's permanent resolution. Wow.
0: It's so fascinating. I'm like completely hooked on it. Um, Now I'm like ready to go make a phone call and and sign up. (laughs) What are you
1: dreaming of for this new year and this new decade? Mm, Mindset like that. I literally decided this year that the, you know, every year I try to pick one area that I really want to help people with. And this year I really want to figure that out. Like that's the piece. Like how do I help people shift their mindset? I want to create a system or something that's just like, okay, that worked. Like EMDR is the coolest thing. Like that, Solves people's problems. Maybe it's getting more people to try that. Maybe we just stumbled upon it. But I really, I dream of people believing in themselves on such a grand scale, like on such a deep level that they, the only thing that they're focused on each day is like giving others joy. Like, Mm -hmm. can you imagine if every day we're like, gosh, every person I encounter, I just want them to have joy. The world would be so different.
0: So different and so good. I love it. Wow. I mean, what a huge.
1: Huge gift. Every minute of this. Thank you for this. Tell everybody where they can find you. Oh, well, send me a DM on Instagram. It is at Shaleen Johnson. And I'd love for you to listen to either of the shows, The Shaleen Show or Build Your Tribe.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for this. Guys, go check (laughs) her out. You're going to just instantly be like, where has she been all my life? (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, Kathy. I love Shaleen. She is so awesome. Here are the takeaways. Number one, as weird and quirky as you are, it'll help you stand out and attract the people who need someone exactly like you. Number two, Accept that all the experiences you have are intended to serve someone. Number three, let people know who you are and what you do. Be as specific as possible. Number four, grow your grassroots. That's where the strongest connections are made, where you create customers you can serve for a lifetime. Go deeper, not wider. Number five, you are your own ceiling. Number six, solve one problem first. Number seven, pick a price that's so ridiculous you want to knock on someone's door and say, you need this. Giving your offer should make you feel like the most generous person in the world. Number eight, do it in spite of your fear. Be messy, start and stumble. You are good enough. And number nine, it's not fair to the world to be hiding. Let people see you. Wow. Okay. Let's celebrate your wins. Caitlin said in our Facebook group, just wanted to share a very small victory for me and my brand new business. After listening to one of Kathy's recent podcasts on branding, pricing and marketing, I did my first weekly segment called Meet Me Monday, where I get on my business Instagram story and share a bit about me and my brand. Thought I might vomit from anxiety after posting it, but I'm so glad that I did. And I've received some positive feedback already. It's a very small to some, maybe quite insignificant win, but I felt so good about it after I calmed down a little bit. Caitlin, that's so awesome. I love the idea of sharing more about yourself. And like Chalene said in this episode, don't be afraid of being quirky because that is what attracts the people who you're going to serve most. Everyone go give her some love. Her Instagram is at Inc. Okay. Here's the next one. Sarah said, small win. I love yoga and got my teaching certification a few years ago. I'm all about people feeling good in their bodies. And I think yoga is a big part of that. I've been teaching on and off, but I have not made it a consistent thing. A few weeks ago, I started teaching a weekly class in the community room of my friend's apartment building, free space. I made a group me and invited friends to join it and asked that people just Venmo me $3 when they come to class. I taught my second class today and four times as many people showed up than did the first class. People invited their friends and I have more people texting me, telling me that they're coming next week. The room was so full. I'm already researching how I can rent a real studio space each week. The best part is I enjoyed it as much as they did. I was so happy. I felt lit up as Kathy says, let's go team. Sarah, that is awesome. I love that you just started small, super resourceful, and you're getting that validation and you're hearing that this is what people want and need from you. It's really, really awesome. I can't wait to hear how big this is going to grow please keep us posted. If you guys have a win that you want us to celebrate and shout out on the show, you can share it in the don't keep your day job Facebook group, or you can DM me on Instagram at kathy.heller. And if you want more awesome episodes, we are making such good stuff for you. You can just go ahead and subscribe on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen. The very best way that you can help us out is to take a second and share this show with a friend, post about it on Instagram stories, tell somebody that you think that this show is going to be fuel for their day, for their life life, for their business, to show them new possibilities and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. It helps other people find the show and you just might make an impact beyond what you could ever imagine. I love you guys. I'll leave you with a song of mine don't forget the applications to my glow retreat are due by February 9th. So you've got one more week to turn in those applications. We only have space for 18 women. Don't worry. If you don't get in this time, we'll put you on a waiting list and let you know about the next retreat when that comes available. But for now you can go ahead and apply. It's going to be an amazing event. It's going to be at my house. It's the most intimate event that we offer 18 women. There's a breathwork session. Half the time is spent on inner work and healing and half the time is spent on your business. You will leave feeling awakened and you will leave with a breakthrough and a plan to bring your business into the world in a bigger way so that you can make the impact that you so crave. You can find the application if you go to kathyheller.com slash retreats, or you can find the application in the show notes or in my Instagram bio. I love you guys. Have an awesome weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday.